Welcome to the Gratitude Cafe, positive radio to feed your soul. Your dynamic host and founder, Sue Lundquist, will bring you her own intuitive talents and gifts for co-creating, healing, and teaching. Her show, The Gratitude Cafe, Positive Radio to Feed Your Soul, is focused on bringing you to a higher place each week where you can leave the hustle of life at the door. So pull up a chair and join us for The Gratitude Cafe, Positive Radio to Feed Your Soul. Tuesday morning. This is Sue Lundquist, the Gratitude Cafe. Oh, we have a great show today. We have a great show every day. How are you, Benny? Doing well. Happy Scrappy. Happy Scrappy. What's that mean? I just made it up. Just happy Scrappy. I'm feeling happy Scrappy today. Happy Scrappy today. So I have a huge <laughs> shout out. Thank you, Benny. Um, last week and to my girls at the house called Grace and... A big, huge, special, special retreat. It was the Soul Restoration Retreat over in Woodby Island at the House Called Grace. And I have to tell you, you guys, remember when we did the interview a few weeks ago, Benny, and they were in here? Um, they invited me out to the House Called Grace. Cool. And bar none, one of the best retreats I've ever been to. It was amazing. And the women that... that the, the women that were there, including myself, it was like watching them transform. It was just amazing. So a big shout out of love and my truth tellers and my soul house. So all of you, thank you so much. And if any of you want to get any information about what I am talking about, you need to go to their website at www.rekindledsoul.com and look them up and the house called Grace. I'm sure if you Google it, you'll figure it out. And Soul Restoration, they'll be on my newsletter as well. I cannot say enough about those two young ladies and... um. Rekindled Soul, we got a special guest today. We're going to talk about um, Brene Brown today, and it's super juicy, so I want to make sure that you tune in and pay attention. Uh, If you've got any questions, you're welcome to send it in an email. You can um, send an email, or you can ask me on Facebook. We'd be happy to answer. It would be after, because we're not taking calls today. But I also have to do a quick shout-out to Woodenville and Gabby and Chuck and the Chuckettes. And good morning, Alberta, Canada. I love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. And, of course, um, Woodenville. Another reminder to all of you, Tuesdays are my client days, so if you want to make an appointment with me, Tuesdays, And um, Partial Wednesdays are it, so send me an email and we can get that happening for you. Josh Parkinson, he is my Superman that happens and makes things happen behind the scene, kind of like Benny we have here. And Josh Parkinson with Resonate Brand. Resonate helps you to build beautiful mobile-friendly websites, but more importantly, they help you build a web strategy that helps your business attract new customers grow a following, and get higher in the search listings. That's really important. And if you want to create your own online course and membership that sells automatically without lifting a finger, they can help you build that too. So all of you listeners that are coaches, all of that industry, this would be a really good foundation, a really good um, important strategy for you to have. So I want you to contact Resonate Web Leadership And they'll give you a free consult and see what kind of options you guys have. And if it's a good fit, I think Josh is amazing and his team does great work. So go to www.resonatewebagency.com. Do you hear the giggles in the background? There they are. 
I am so excited. We have Cynthia Benj here today, and we are going to talk about Brene Brown's work. And I'm super excited. Why? Because Brene is awesome. She is awesome. So Isn't I, she? She is. And you hear the word shame, shame researcher, and it kind of scares the padubas <laughs> out of you, doesn't it? No one really wants to talk about shame. Nobody really and does. Yet, I'm going to tell you, my, my joke is that Brene makes shame sexy. <laughs> she does make she, and you know what? She gives you permission. She, she gives, gives you permission. Permission. <gasps> permission. Seriously, you guys. All right. Seriously. So seriously. So Cynthia is a veteran therapist with over 25 years experience helping clients free themselves from the paralyzing effects of shame, fear, and limiting beliefs that hold them back. Working from an emotionally focused therapeutic framework, which is really important. We, we're going to get into that next week, too, yes, aren't we? we? Are. Yes, Yay! We we'll so this back. is super juicy. Cynthia offers a safe container for clients to be able to be vulnerable enough to explore their own truths and develop the emotional resilience necessary for you to experience and to experience with the change of process. In, addi- in addition, Cynthia is a certified Daring Way facilitator and um, leads workshops and retreats based on groundbreaking work with uh, social scientist Dr. Brene Brown. So we have lots of stuff to talk Probably about today. To talk about. We Welcome do. back, love. Thank you. It's good to be here. Yeah. What so, a beautiful day, huh? Yeah. Sunshine in your face coming in over. Seattle. What? I love your hair. Hey. <laughs> it looks so pretty. I got my blonde dew going on. It these looks days. good. Can you the camera can <laughs> see them? It looks really good. So let's talk about what is it that makes Brene work so popular. Why do we love her so much? I, mean, I think the the reason we love Brene is because she really speaks our experience. We can recognize ourselves in her work. She she tells her stories and we hear our stories. Vulnerability. It's it's so vulnerable. She's so vulnerable. And when we hear vulnerability, it opens us up. And um you know, all of us really basically the bottom line is we're all longing for that sense of of belonging, for that sense of connection, um, and and all of us feel at times disconnected or feelings of inadequacy. So she really speaks to that that sort of wound that's underneath that underlying insecurity that most of us have. Underlying insecurity, <laughs> shame. Yeah, unworthiness, a lot of buzzwords, especially now within the personal development. Right. You know, everything is about unworthiness and I'm not enough. And But it's true because everything's coming to the surface and giving permission to have that and be okay with it. To Really, she does give permission. And I think that's one of the things that um, she does in her work is says, for you, go ahead, ask yourself, what permission do you need to show up? Um, You know, she's a social scientist and her work is based on what they call grounded theory. So she doesn't uh, think up a a, a theory and then go out and try to test it. She basically has interviewed thousands and thousands of people. She's interviewed homemakers and CEOs of Fortune 500 companies and first responders and even Navy SEALs. The Navy SEALs exercise the breathing. Yes. Yes. And what what she has found is from this research that there's people really fall into two categories. 
And one category is those people who feel worthy of love and belonging and those who don't. And so her research is really based on finding out essentially what do those people who feel worthy have in common? What are the Mm. qualities that they have? Um, And what are the, the people struggling for? What are they experiencing, those that don't feel worthy? And taking both of those from both sides and trying to figure out, I guess, where the meaty is or the juicy is. Yeah, she coined the phrase wholehearted living. And um, what she what she came up with is that in order to live a wholehearted life, um, it really requires three things. Authenticity, courage, and vulnerability. And Brene defines authenticity as a collection of choices we make every day to show up and be real with each other. Um, It's really about the courage to be honest and to really let our true selves be seen. Let our true selves be seen. Boy, we talked about that over the last few days. You know, I was talking about the house called Grace, which I I absolutely want you to check. It it, it is. It's absolutely. You could even host your retreats out at a house called Grace. It was. It's a beautiful name. Yeah. And the house is this beautiful Victorian house. And it's just Adam Woodby Island. And it's fabulous. Yeah, it's really good. Um, but back to authenticity, courage, and vulnerability in Brene's work. Um, and ta- and I, I want to I just dive into the giving permission because she talks a lot about that shame and the resilience after you've accepted the shame. Am I using the right language? Well, I think what we need to do first is identify it. Like oh, okay. for me, I think when I started to understand shame, you know, and people will say, oh, I don't feel shame, or no, that's not an experience I have, or else people say, I'm inundated with it. I feel well, isn't there so much the denial? Time. They're just blocking it so out because it hurts. So much denial. Yeah. And so we really have a couple of experiences with shame. We either fall back into it or we push against it, it out into judgment. What do you mean? Put, oh, so okay. So when we deny it or we want to blame somebody else rather than experiencing, that's projecting shame. Taking out. responsibility, taking accountability. And so okay. for me, I really feel shame as a bodily felt sense. I mean, you actually, for me, I get a hot wash. I And that's my first cue that, okay, I'm triggered. By shame. So what happened? And then you can get curious and say, okay, what was that that caused me? And really, shame is defined as um, not feeling worthy of connection or that fear that we're not going to be accepted. Mm. And, you know, our sense of belonging is hardwired in our DNA. So if we if that's one of our greatest needs, then that fear that we won't be accepted is one of our biggest fears. And that's really essentially what shame is. So I'm going to throw in a house full of teenagers in the mix of all of that. (laughs) I know it has nothing to do with that, but because you want to feel accepted and you want to feel loved, but boy, the house of teenagers and we, and I, I talk about that and I'm not saying just me because there's lots of hundreds of people out there with houses of teenagers. Hold tight. Keep your wits about you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right? How do you stay grounded in the midst? Really, what yes. you're talking about? Thank as you, Cynthia. A barrage of sort of feedback coming at you. 
Are we calling it feedback? We're going to call it feedback. (laughs) That's what I call it, feedback. I think, you know, they feel so uncomfortable that they have to project some of that out onto you. Yes. And I really think that's what happens with teenagers is they're just saying, you know, I told my husband one day, he's like, what is wrong with Tucker? (laughs) You know, think of it this way. He doesn't feel good right now. He's just not feeling good about himself, about his place. You know, teens That's a nice little paradigm. Yeah, and when you really twist that around and start to think, okay, what's underneath that behavior? Because all behavior is purposeful, right? Yes. So what's underneath it? They're struggling. They're out there every day. I mean, talk about high school being oh, oh remember dish. the junior days? high and high school is horrible. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, and talk about you know judgment and comparison oh. and those gremlins. Yes, I mean they're dealing with it all day long, all day long, from little snide looks to uh, you know in and the that, hallways. That fear and... that they're they're going to be rejected or they're not going to be accepted or they're not going to find their place. Yeah. And that's what we all are longing for. Right. And learning from it. And there's a little bit, I think there's a little bit of truth. And I know girls are our audience we're talking about. Um, we're talking with Cynthia with uh, Brené Brown. But I wanted, I just kind of took a little left or a right to talk about some shame and the teenagers in your house and shining a little light on compassion for what they're going through. So I hope you guys heard that. It, that's really important. We were talking about um, people feeling love and belonging taking responsibility and accountability for that shame that comes up and feeling that trigger. And where would you, where are we going to go from here? Well, I think the important thing about a Brene's work is this idea of recognizing our inherent worthiness. And, you know, just as you were talking about with the teenagers, you know, she talks about the scarcity culture that we live in. The media is constantly presenting us with images of perfection, you know, how to be a perfect parent, you drive the right car, wear the right clothes. Um, and it leaves us feeling like we aren't good enough, smart enough, any Ugh, of those things. That's and, awful. And the comparison. And I think her first, her first book, The Gifts of Imperfection, really spoke to um, what the problem is. What is the problem? The problem is that scarcity culture that we feel not enough. We feel less than. We're always comparing. And that's what hooked us into her work because we were like, yeah, okay, I get that. Yeah. If you're just tuning in, we're talking about Brene Brown. We love this woman. And specifically, yes, go ahead. Uh, um, And it it causes us to hide from each other, Um, keeps us isolated. Um, what about owning your story? There was a really cool quote that you had. Oh, Do you remember that? So, well, I think basically her her metaphor is story. She gained her knowledge from interviewing thousands of people. So she um, and she speaks their lived experience. Oh, and right I, there, that was important. Right. They speak. She, she speaks, speaks their, their lived, lived experience. So, so oh. her research explains to us, okay, this is the lived experience, whether you're talking about a teenager, you're talking about a parent, you're talking about a CEO running a company. Yes. You know, all of us have a similar longing and need and a similar problem in that sense of doing that comparison thing we do, not feeling 
adequate. So, right. So basically her quote about story is, is this, owning our story can be hard, but not nearly as difficult as spending our lives running from it. Embracing our vulnerability is risky, but not nearly as dangerous as giving up on love, belonging, and joy, the experiences that actually make us the most vulnerable. Only when we're brave enough to explore the darkness will we discover the infinite power of our light. Ah, shine light on the darkness. Light on the darkness. And also this idea of getting comfortable with vulnerability. We want to hide from it rather than embrace it, knowing that it's in our vulnerability that our greatest strength can come forward. So as we're vulnerable, as you were talking about your weekend, you're open. So you're open to new experience. You're open to change. When we have this hard shell or core around us, we can't take in information. We can't take in feedback. If, hey, if you don't feel safe. Right. You know, it's, I know when I don't feel safe, I'm not going to share anything. You're not going to share and you're also not going to learn anything. No. Because you can't take in. Yes. And, and learn from, from your experience. So vulnerability is really important. So what what is story? There was story, something about story with her. There's like a big metaphor. Well, I think story, again, she talks about the beginning, the middle, and the end. And in her Rising Strong, and we'll talk about that a little bit later, but as the third part, the the last part of her work, um, there's a beginning, a middle, and the end. So the beginning is we get triggered. We get caught. We get caught in... um, Uh, an emotional response to something. And then the middle is that rumble. We're going to get in there and get curious about what's happening and learn from that experience. And then the revolution at the end is about what we do with that knowledge. What we do with that rumble. With that rumble. Let's talk about... Because, okay, so there's like this process in this theme because you... You've talked about shame and vulnerability, having the accountability and the awareness of that and taking responsibility for it. Now you're coming into your your story. So what do you take from that shame, that vulnerability? Because now you're owning your story and bringing, bringing light to that darkness. So she, go ahead. Well, her book, Daring Greatly, is really the next step of that process. I think the gifts of imperfection uh, define the problem. That was such a good That's the problem. Daring Greatly is about, okay, what do we do? How do we step into the arena in the midst of feeling those feelings of vulnerability? And Daring Greatly is really about stepping into what she calls the arena and the, the inspiration for the book, Daring Greatly, came after one of her big vulnerable experiences where she did her TED Talk. And as we know the story, those of us that know Brene and love Brene, afterwards she was so <laughs> struck down oh. by this feeling of inadequacy. She went home, grabbed her jar of peanut butter, <laughs> got under a blankie, and watched, binge-watched Downton Abbey. Yes. And she thought, okay. That was the worst experience. I'm never doing that again. And she was fantastic. She was fantastic. But when you step into the arena, there's going to be critics. Oh, yeah. And her her husband, her therapist, everyone said to her, don't 
read the criticism. Don't do it. But she did. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and, you know, people are harsh. They were just harsh. It was hard for her. So she started doing this process, <laughs> and she she decided she wanted to know who was president at the time, 1910, Theodore Roosevelt. So she reads the quote from Theodore Roosevelt. Let's see if I can find it here. For oh, you here. She Googled but... Theodore Roosevelt. Yeah. <laughs> the man oh, in the arena. Okay. Love this quote. Read, read it for us, Sue. Okay. Ah, from 1910 speech, The Man in the Arena. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how strong the man stumbles. That, the credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, his face marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strived valiantly, who at his best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst... If he fails, at least he fails with daring greatly. There we have it. <laughs> it's the inspiration. It really. is. I loved that quote. Okay, with that, I wonder, should we just take a break now? Or do you want to, so, is there something you yeah, want to? I really want to ask the audience, and I want you to think about this during the break. Where do you want to show up? Where do you want to show up and dare greatly? We all have arenas that we yes. are working in, that we are committed to so what's your arena and uh, and the arena can be relationships meaning marriages spouses children, children. employees CEO, whatever Absolutely. whether you're ceo or you are um wherever in the trenches, you, in the, wherever, we're all in the trenches but yeah like literally where are you that arena who and where are you showing up right yes and where do you want to show up more authentically and we're going to talk a little bit after the break about what you might need to take in the arena with you. How are you going to get there? And so be thinking about which arena you want to apply some of these tools to. Oh, that's a great idea. So parent, let's let's take leader? one. So let's break it down into little manageable pieces. Pick one area that area, meaning your life, pick one area, one arena, just so we can get real clear, because I don't right. want you guys to get all frazzled in your head. Pick one. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's job. That's fine. Let's just do that. If it's the relationship, is it relationship with kids or is it a relationship with your significant other? Doesn't matter. White, black, purple, gay. Doesn't matter. Uh Just whatever that relationship is. So where are you in that situation? We're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to give you some tools to apply to where you are and how to show up in your life. Sue Lundquist here with the Gratitude Cafe. We'll be right back with Brene Brown and Cynthia. So you know what? You're awesome. And remind yourself of that fact every day with Awesome Socks. The fun, comfortable socks that offer a special message to you, your family, and your friends. Look down and then be lifted up with positive words of encouragement. Feel powerful, beautiful, brave, loved, and so much more with Awesome Socks. Check out all the styles and colors at SueLundquist.com. Perfect gifts. Awesome Socks. Feel better from soul to soul. Ready to release pain? 
Energy is not bound by space. Whether you're in Tennessee or Sue's own backyard of Woodenville, Washington, Sue Lundquist can do both in-person and distance energy healing. Sue holistically integrates a range of energy healing modalities that break through blockages and work through both the physical and emotional energy body. You'll find both a guide and a healer in working with Sue. Hire Sue now at suelundquist.com or call 206-300-2227. That's 206-300-2227. Chances are, if you're listening to the Gratitude Cafe with Sue Lundquist, you already know what so many others know. This is a special show hosted by a special woman. If you own or manage a business, Gratitude Cafe is your chance to align your advertising message with the power of the positive. Best of all, the options are affordable, so you can stretch your advertising dollars to reach even more listeners. Learn more today at 206-300-2227. That's 206-300-2227. Attracting the wrong things in your life? Blocked? In transition? Can't seem to get clear? Let Sue Lundquist, Intuitive Clarity Coach, guide you through to confidence and sustained positive change. This is achieved with easy, practical tools you can use in your everyday life. Call now for your personal one-on-one Clarity Coaching session with Sue to get back to who you really are, confident, purposeful, and positive. Call Sue at 206-300-2227. That's 206-300-2227. Following the herd is fine until they lead you off a cliff. Think for yourself. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Oh, Benny, that's perfect. I just went yummy. We are all diamonds in the sky. Yay. Yay. Thank you, Benny. All right. Uh, Sue Lundquist here with the Gratitude Cafe. If you're just tuning in, shame on you, but not really shame because <laughs> we're talking about shame. So uh, make sure you go to SueLundquist.com and you sign up for the newsletter and get the podcast. It'll be delivered to you every Saturday morning. Sometimes we are able to deliver it to you sooner, but uh, just expect it on Saturday. SueLundquist.com. And we are joined here with Cynthia, and she's got 25 years experience helping clients free themselves from that paralyzing effect of shame and fear and limiting beliefs, all of that stuff. Now, before we left for break, we were talking about who and where are you showing up? Because we were talking about Brene Brown's work and being in the arena. The arena could be your relationships. It could relationships umbrella. So you figure out what relationship that is. Work, uh, co-worker, whatever that may be, whatever that is, who or where are you showing up? Where do you want to live brave? And we were going to come back to the show today and talk to you or after the break and talk to you about the tools that you can employ going into that. So daring greatly is the antidote for Miss Cynthia. I think those feelings that we have of not being enough and those feelings of inadequacy and that sense that... um, you know, what do we need to dare greatly? How can we move forward? Courage really isn't the lack of fear. It's moving forward in spite of it. And so... Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Let's, that was a quotable. Say that again, please. Courage is really not a lack of fear. Courage is the ability to move forward in spite of it. <sighs> and I think Brene's work really 
um, embraces that. And her work is really a call to arms saying, you know, step into the arena, um, move forward. All of us feel vulnerable. You're not alone in that. So go ahead, step into the arena, and let's see what you're going to learn. And in order to do that, she really has come up with, in her book, Daring Greatly, the 10 guideposts for wholehearted living. And um, each of the guideposts requires that we do some letting go. So I'm going to just read those to you just as a framework for you to begin to understand what she's talking about when she talks about wholehearted living. We throw that around so often. Yeah. What does it really mean? What are the... The meats of are, it. Yeah. What is the meat of it? So, so she talks about cultivating authenticity. And one of the ways that I think about that is letting go of what people think. Mm. Be, you know, easy to say, hard to do. But I always say to my... One of the things that I say to myself is, what would I do if I wasn't worried about what somebody else thought? What would the decision be? What would the risk be that I would take? And that's a really good way for me to sort of unhook from that and say, why don't I go ahead and do that? So, yes. Yeah, I've got, absolutely. So, and I'm going to throw in an analogy because this is what's coming up for me when you say that. And I think it's brilliant. You can, you can agree with me or not. I totally won't have my feelings hurt because I'm, I'm open. (laughs) So I was talking to, actually it was a father um, a few years ago and we, we did a skating, ice skating party and he, he was really anxious and nervous. He's like, well, what if I fall? And I said, well, then fall. Let's go out and practice falling. That's let's, exactly right. it, let, let's go out and practice falling. Just keep your fingers in so they don't get cut. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not a metaphor for emotions, but it kind of is in, in the sense that keep your fingers in, keep your boundaries up. Well, you know, once that, we yes, once we embrace the enemy, once we really because the we darkness. have that fear, but once we embrace that enemy, then we know, okay, what's the worst thing that can happen? We fall, we get back up. Oh. All yeah. right, that's not that's not really so bad. So it's the it's really the fear of the unknown. Yes, it's the fear of falling and what's going to happen as I fall. But you know what? I've heard, I've heard, you know, it's the analogy of rip that Band-Aid off as fast as you can kind of thing. Well, and how to get back up. Yeah, how to get and back up is Renee's important. work, again, talks about that with Rising Strong, and we'll get to that. Okay, so let's but go to the tools. Yes, please. Her second guidepost is cultivating self-compassion. And, Sue, you and I did a whole show on self-compassion. Oh, yes, that was a juicy show. It's a great show, and I, I just have to share with you, I, after the show, I did a 30-day self-compassion challenge. Yes. So those of you that are interested in developing this quality, go to my website, www.cynthiabenge.com. Free, 30 days. Sue, 600 people signed up every day. I get three or four new people. So what does that tell me? It tells me that struck such a chord with people. People beat themselves up. It's this letting go of perfectionism, this ability to embrace all of who we are. And it's a skill, actually a practice like meditation, self-compassion, that you can begin to learn. So that's the other quality. And then... And we're talking about the qualities in uh, Brene Brown's book, Daring Greatly, right? Yes. Okay. The guidepost. The guidepost. For wholehearted living. Okay. Thank you. And the third is developing, um, cultivating a resilient spirit. 
And Rising Strong really is about that sense of resiliency. You know, it, it's learning to fall and get back up again. And the way that we do that is we have to let go of numbing. You know, not all of us are addicted. All of us numb. I, know, I shut down. <laughs> well, I, I sh- we shut down from emotion. Yep. We hide from feelings. Yep. We hide in overworking, yep. we, over shopping, you know, all kinds of ways that we gossip. Even family and connections can be a way of numbing from looking at our own work and our own internal process. So when you say that, something comes up for me because I have had to, it's a, in, in all of my curriculum and everything that I teach, number one is always awareness. Yes. Awareness in everything. So when you're talking about this, this little nuance for me when it comes up, the hiding, the going numb, whatever that is defined in your life, I, if I start feeling that anxious feeling in my body, I go, oh, okay, trigger, what's happening? Am I going to make a choice where I'm going to go numb? Am I going to make a choice where I'm going to just go hide? Or am I making this choice because I don't want to deal with X, Y, and Z? Well, how can we stay curious? How yeah. can we ask ourselves, okay, what's happening here? You know, there's the trigger. We want to shut it down so quickly that we don't do that exploration process. So I have language for that. Okay. Compassionate curiosity. There you the go. The CCs in life. There you go. See? Yeah, have the compassionate curiosity. For yourself yes. and others. And just ask yourself, what if I got curious here? What okay. would happen? So then we have the fourth guidepost, cultivating gratitude and joy, <laughs> which we all want. Yes. And I'll tell you really what I believe about that guidepost is that it's a result of doing this work. Oh, I, that's a good. It it's really a, result is a result of doing this work. Okay. It really, when you let go of fear and scarcity and step in and st- begin to really fully experience all of your emotional life, gratitude and joy springs up. And um, and that's gratitude for the lessons, yes. it, whatever that looks like. And it may at the, when when you're in the victim role, and I want to define this with gratitude. When you're in the victim role, it's very hard for you to find gratitude and appreciation. Mm-hmm. But the moment you step up and go, all right, I got to take accountability and I got to be responsible mm-hmm. for this. There's a lesson in that, mm-hmm. and then having compassion for yourself, curiosity for the lesson compassion for yourself to take it easy. You know, you're, you've got a big lesson here. And then in that lesson, finding gratitude because you've learned something, because right on the other side of that is wisdom. So the next time a situation like that comes up or similar to, guess what? You have a brand new bag of tools that you can now come to the situation with. You have a lived experience. A lived experience. See, that's way more cutting it right to the (laughs) yes. All right. So we're talking about Daring Greatly book, Brene Brown, and her guideposts. And we're on number five, cultivating intuition and faith, which really is letting go of the need for certainty. And I think that that is a barrier that keeps us so often from um, our stepping out in faith. Um, and I think goes along with uh, guidepost six, which is cultivating creativity, letting go of comparison. 
And um, we have and, audience members wanting me to show them on the video camera what the book is. OK, keep book, talking. Rising strong, rising strong. You know, number seven, this guidepost of cultivating play and rest, letting go of productivity as self-worth. And I think in our culture, we are such a culture of doers rather than beers. And this uh, idea that we need that balance, that's so important. Um, and she talks about developing creativity and times just for letting go and play. So where is that not happening in your life and how can you cultivate play play? What does, well, when people are so numb and shut down, they don't even know what play is. They don't know what they don't know how to define that. So let's say gardening. Let's say playing with the dog. Let's say being quiet. Play. Hiking. Yes. What What is exciting for you? Play is, Well, Cynthia? play really is that when you get lost, that experience of letting go in the moment. And so whatever it is for you, if that's lost listening of time, to music yeah. or, or it's, as you say, gardening, being outside, whatever it is that allows you to really let go and be in the moment is play. And we, our souls really art, thirst for that. The art, art barn over at the House of Grace, which is, by the way, amazing. So that was number five. And that was actually oh, seven. Six. We're already oh my now gosh, we're wait a down I'm like, to number eight. Oh, gosh. Here we go. Okay. Cultivating calm and stillness which is letting go of anxiety. Did you guys hear that? Calm and stillness. So where in your life are you creating space for quiet? Where are you in your life deciding, and that could be a practice of meditation, it could be a practice of mindfulness, Um, calm and stillness. Number nine is cultivating meaningful work letting go of self-doubt and supposed to. And then number 10, I love cultivating laughter, song, and dance. We have to let go of being cool and in control. Those are wonderful. Okay, so for all of you that are in the car and want me to write all these down, guess what? SueLundquist.com, get the newsletter, and we're going to send it for you to you in the newsletter. And it's 1 through 10 cultivating and it's the 10 guideposts for wholehearted living and that is from the daring greatly book of Brene Brown so we'll get that to you but you got to be on my newsletter so go to www.sulunquist.com and we'll get you that information all right we're moving down uh Brene says you need to do or you need to go into the arena we kind of talked about that before but one of the things that I think uh, is important in, in Brene's work. And something that was really helpful to me is, you know, she says, okay, we're going to go in the arena. Is there anything we can bring with us? What do we bring with us? Well, okay, there really are three things. And the first is developing your set of values. Oh. So being able to identify your core values. And she asks you to start with 10. What are your top 10 core values? And whittle it down to three. Can we stop real quick and define what values are? Values are really um, what it is that's important to you. What are your What are your guiding principles? Okay. What is it that you believe in most? Okay. So, for example, that could be that you value relationships or you value family time or you value integrity or hard work. The problem we have is when we come up against a conflict. 
So we value hard work, but we also value family time. And that's where those three core values come in. Okay. Because we can give them a sense of hierarchy. Okay, I need to balance out my value of hard work with family time because that actually is a higher core value of mine. Mm. So really taking some time to look at your values and using them as as guides. Um she she uses the image of the lantern as your as your values. You can't explore the darkness without a source of light. Oh yeah. Bring the light into it Absolutely. all. Absolutely. Bring the light into it all. Okay, so there's three values. There are. Well, I'm the, sorry. The second, the second sort of tool, tool. or, sorry about or that. something that you need to take into the arena is that you need a guiding message. And again, it, it comes out of your values. But what's your guiding message? What's your mantra that supports you when you're when you're afraid? It's sort of a consolidation of those. Those values, and you know, I used to use that athlete metaphor of "Come on, you can do it, go oh, get it." That's you right. Know? And and I really came to understand that I needed a softer message that was full mm. of self compassion. My my mantra is, you know, maybe it's okay. You're okay. Maybe it's all right. You it's just all right. breathe and Take believe. Breath. Breathe and believe. Breathe and that's believe. right. That's right. That's my mantra. So develop a mantra that you can say to yourself when you go into the arena. Arena. And finally, what you need is your posse. You, you the can't posse. go it alone. You can't go it alone. You your need tribe. your tribe. Your tribe. You really do. Now, there's, there's a definition of tribes, and I want to make this clear, because when you're going through this whole process and getting clear, the tribe defined is people that you can trust to be with the ugly cry and the happy moments. People that are going to show you love and support regardless of where you are in your life, and they're not going to judge that. So that tribe, that posse... Um, I also call, call that the, the soul house, you know, people right. that you can have. They're, like there's people in the soul house. There's also, and this was language that we learned this past weekend, so I love it. So you can have people in your soul house that are right here close to you that are with you, the ugly, the bad, and all of that. Mm-hmm. And they don't judge. They just love and they hold the space. Or there's the people on the front porch. And there's people that mm-hmm. you kind of kind of trust. And then there's the people out on the lawn. Mm-hmm. And then there's the people out on the moon. You can love them and bless them. But there's no they're way, way out there. They're way out there. And you know what? They're, they have their own thing. But I, I just wanted to make it clear when you are finding your tribe, that means you get clear on what your boundaries are and who you are and what you want in your life. Yes. And then you create that tribe around you. Because that's very important. Because when you go to people that don't understand that, then you're going to feel shame. You're going to feel I, judged. That's exactly how you know. Yes. After you've been someone with someone... Do you feel better about yourself? And that doesn't mean they don't call you to your truth, because I think people yes. that are in your tribe remind you of who you are. They remind you of your truth. But do you feel uplifted? That was key right there, them? Cynthia. That was really key. People that are going to support you and love you, but also they're going to hold you accountable mm-hmm. in a loving, mm-hmm. compassionate mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. We're not going to be enabling. And it's one of the things I love about the work I do, about the workshops, because yes. we develop this tribe, this community of leaders through uh, a, a, that are really holding each other accountable, that are really facilitating that process of growth. Because it's one thing to read a book. It's one thing to learn these principles or guidelines. Yes. How is it lived out and when integrated in a, integrated yeah. into your experience and when you see it lived out 
in others' people's lives, and they're supporting you in your process. That is so valuable. It's invaluable. I mean, oh. you just, it's a wonderful, wonderful process. And one of the things I love the most about my work is watching that evolve and watching that happen. Now, you so, have workshops available. I do Will have you remind workshops. everybody of your website so they can get a hold yes, of you? Yes, com, and it's my Living Brave workshops. I do workshops on Daring Greatly, Rising Strong, and we have a community support group of people who've been through those workshops who support each other all through the year. And we are going to give you the uh, 10 guideposts for wholehearted living in the newsletter. And I will make sure that Cynthia's information is all on there for you because the works and Cynthia, just like you were talking about, I, I was reminded again this weekend how important it is to 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 go into these workshops and it's just the workshops in general with these women and to be able to have the accountability and to feel the love and to see the experiences and to hold the space for so many. Well, to set aside space for your own internal process. We uh, don't do that. We All don't. Of, we're such givers in the world. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're doing it, aren't we? We're doing it at work. We're doing it with our kids. I don't we're think I have ever done ever done anything like that and i know it's i power it is so powerful so especially, powerful. yeah especially you know we've got a 17 year old I, and married 18 years next week i i don't congratulations I, thank you that's I a big job yeah it is a big job <laughs> it's a very big job um <laughs> don't we know yes we all know you've been married even longer 30 right? years yes 30 years a long yes. time makes Con- me feel old no jeez <laughs> <laughs> all right we're talking about marriage all right so okay. we are talking about daring greatly uh, Brene Brown and the guidepost. We went through the wholehearted living and the one through 10 process. We're going to get that to you in the newsletter. We're trying to go through a lot of stuff here. So um, let's talk about Rising Strong. All Just right, a little bit about let's Rising, go to Rising Strong. strong. Um, because when you step into the arena, you're bound to fall. And um, so what do you do when you find yourself face down in the muck, so to speak? And that's really what Rising Strong is about. And it's about regaining our footing in the midst of our struggle. And as Brene said, that's really where your courage is tested Mm. and your values are forged. And what she found after interviewing, you know, thousands of people is that there really is a process to this. Um, And she, she divides it into three again. You know, the reckoning, the rumble, and the revolution. And the reckoning is just that, okay, you fa- you find yourself face down in the mud. We want to run away. First thing we need to do, and we've been talking about this all morning, is curi- get curious. Stay there long enough. We want to run away so quickly from that face it's down. It's scary. It's scary. So but if, what was the quote earlier? Courage is the ability to move forward in spite of, of the fear. fear. And to stay in the muck long enough to really dig out those golden nuggets, because that's where you're going to find that's them. That's the wisdom. That's the wisdom. That's it. And so that's the reckoning. And then rumbling really is, again, what we talked about, which which is really, you know, looking at, diving deep, taking responsibility. What was your part in in the story? What What was your part? Your part, um, like taking accountability in the rumble. Taking the rumble. accountability. Okay. Yes. We Boy, wanna... there's that theme of accountability and responsibility in, in everything that you do, right? Because you don't want to stay in the victimhood role, right, Cynthia? Right. You want to find out, okay, how did I get here? 
what part did I play in this struggle? And we need to check out our assumptions. We need to check out the story that we're making up because, you know, again, our brains are hardwired to fill in the gap. So something happens to us, we get triggered, and we make up a story pretty quickly about what happened. (laughs) (laughs) What was our part? And pretty much we're looking at everybody Everybody else. else. Oh, no, you did this and this and this and this. Yeah. Or you didn't do this, this, and this. And we got to check out our assumptions. We got to slow the process down and say, okay, wait a minute. What is the truth here? What is really what is really happening? And this part is actually my favorite part of Brene Brown's work. It's called Living Big. She calls it Living Big with boundaries, integrity, and generosity. Ah, uh, boundaries, integrity, integrity and generosity. generosity. And boundaries just mean what's okay with me, what's not okay with me. Yep. Integrity is what we were talking about, being able to live out our values, to integrate what we really believe into our actions. And here's my favorite part. Okay. Living with generosity means this. It's giving people the benefit of the doubt, believing that people are doing the best they can. That was huge in what she was talking about. And that was huge. Giving people the benefit of the doubt. Really? Is that really, really? She the hardest part of the work for her. She yes. was like, no, they're not doing that. And hell no, they're not doing oh, that. Yes. <laughs> no, they are in not her, because I know better. Texas strength. Yes. Like, I'm not doing the best I can. So why do I think that? Yes. But she said, if you can believe that about people, it changes everything. And I will tell you from personal experience, this piece of the work has changed all of my relationships. It is a literal paradigm shift where Absolutely. your mind and what we just talked about is living big. That is living with boundaries, integrity, and generosity. Boundaries just mean being able to say what's okay with me and what's not okay or for us. Integrity means being able to live out our lives, our values, excuse me, that is to integrate what we believe in our actions. But this one really is what we're the meat of it. Generosity. Truly believing that people are doing the best they can. You don't know what you don't know. Well, and that doesn't mean that you let everybody off the hook. Oh, heavens no. no Huge no, no. deal. I Huge think it's deal. really important. You have to say, okay, if this is the best they can do, then what boundaries do I need to put in place? Exactly. What do I need to do in response for that? To but keep what it does is takes you out of pointing the finger putting your energy into what somebody else is doing back into the driver's seat and saying to yourself, okay, what do I need to do? Yeah, that didn't feel good. If this is the best that somebody else can do that's next to me, if this is the best my boss can do, my teenager can do, whatever, what boundaries do I need to put in place? That is so is important because that's a taking, a taking accountability versus the victim role. And that's the revolution that she talks about. Yes. That sums the, the whole process up. Yes. So we talked about boundaries, integrity, generosity, the living brave, 10 guideposts to wholehearted living. Oh my gosh, we've got so much rising strong, what it's all about, being in the arena. I can't tell you how many times I've been in the arena and felt so by myself. I'm telling you, and... If you want me to, I can read the manifesto. If you oh, want. let's do that because we we've got time? yeah, we've got a few more minutes, and you read the manifesto, and we're reading it from Rising Strong, Brene Brown, 
seriously, guys, SueLundquist.com to get the podcast, to get all this information, to also get Cynthia's information, the compassion, the 30 days of compassion. That's self-compassion. It's very valuable. It's free. Free. Gotta love, just like this radio is free. (laughs) We love all of you. And it is because of that. It's a new perspective, new thoughts, new ideas, and a new you. So Cynthia is going to read really quick. The Manifesto of the Brave and Brokenhearted. There is no greater threat to the critics and cynics and fear mongers than those of us who are willing to fall because we have learned how to rise. With skinned knees and bruised hearts, we choose owning our stories of struggle over hiding, over hustling, over pretending. When we deny our stories, they define us. When we run from struggle, we are never free. So we turn toward truth and look it in the eye. We will not be characters in our stories, not villains, not victims, not even heroes. We are the authors of our lives. We write our own daring endings. We craft love from heartbreak, compassion from shame, grace from disappointment, courage from failure. Showing up is our power. Story is our way home. Truth is our song. We are the brave and brokenhearted. We are rising strong. Oh, (laughs) yes. I love that. I want you to just read it over and over. That could be the mantra. So we were earlier, we were talking, we've got about four minutes or something like that. Earlier, we were talking about mantras because we covered tools. We covered integrity, generosity, and generosity was that big one. So if you're just tuning in, generosity with Brene's work is the meaning, believing that people are doing the best that they can. I I know it's like oh really really it's <laughs> transformational when you begin to do that though because then you realize okay what is the best I can do how do I turn that inward yes. and say okay for myself for for me and myself what is the best I can do so that right there is a really good mantra it's a really good tool it's the mantra that we were talking about earlier so if you are finding yourself in a situation that doesn't feel right, and you really want to lash out, step back. Cynthia was talking about it earlier. Just take a breath. Slow down. down, Slow down. Think of your boundaries. Think of your integrity, the values, what that means. And truly change your paradigm and thought, which means believing that people are truly doing the best that they can with what they have in the moment. Now, if that means that they're lashing out in fear, it's because... They, that's the best that they can do. They don't know any better. So what a great opportunity for you to take a breath and be the example and stand there and have a boundary, have compassion for yourself and others in a situation and show them how much better to react and to behave and to show up in that situation. But I, what I try to say is think about responding rather than reacting. And so a response is an integrated with your values, with your beliefs, what it, that's a, an integrated response. It's a conscious, purposeful response versus an emotional reaction. Versus emotional reaction. That is so good. So all of this, I, I am huge. I'm a clarity coach. I help you get clear on all that. You can get more information on SueLundquist.com. But Cynthia, they need to get a hold of you. So where do they go? www.cynthiabenge.com, my living brave programs. 
I have workshops, retreats, and I work with individual clients as well regarding this Brene Brown wholeheartedly. Yes, and you can get to generosity and integrity and boundaries. Generosity is that big one. We love you. Thank you so much for tuning in next week. we got some more juicy stuff. Until then, each of you are a gift. Get out there and share yourself with the world. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to sign up at sulunquist.com to get all your questions answered and free goodies delivered directly to your inbox. We'll see you next time.